What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network will join us as we talk about her offseason and busy schedule as we approach another SEC football season. And we'll go around the conference as we have updates from Tennessee on a potential breakout wide receiver, Mizzou's quarterback battle ongoing, recruiting updates at Alabama and Kentucky, and Dan Mullen getting into broadcasting. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start in Knoxville as Josh Heupel and the Tennessee Volunteers expecting a big season out of their offense with Hendon Hooker back and Cedric Tillman and Jabari Small, but looking for another player to break out at that wide receiver spot. Remember, Javante Payton's gone, Valus Jones is gone. This week, Josh Heupel praised the work of wide receiver Jalen Hyatt and what he's done this offseason. He says he's poised for a big season. Last year, Hyatt had 21 catches for 226 yards and two touchdowns. Can he make that big leap this year? Becoming that number two target for Hendon Hooker, a lot of people think he can. So Jalen Hyatt, definitely a guy to keep an eye on for the Vols this season. Missouri's quarterback coach talking with the media this week as obviously their quarterback competition ongoing with Brady Cook, Tyler Macon, Sam Horn, and Jack Abraham. And Tigers open fall camp this week. And their quarterback's coach talking about what he's looking for in that competition. He said decision-making and leadership. Ultimately, the game always comes down to decision-making. Who's going to put our team in the best spots? As you guys know, who's going to take the chances when the opportunity presents itself? Who's going to take care of the football? But then there's the leadership thing. Ultimately, you got a group of 100 guys who are kind of looking at you going, is this going to be the guy that's ready to lead us in good times and bad? Brady Cook, by the way, last season completed 46 of 58 passes for 345 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Macon. Played in four games and got extended action in a loss at Georgia while Connor Bazelak was injured. Uh, Cook was 24 for 34 passing for 230 yards and a touchdown in the Armed Forces Bowl loss to Army. So obviously still a very much open battle going on there in Como. We'll keep you up to date on that in the coming weeks. Speaking of Missouri, Jamari and Wayne, he was a four-star signee in their 2022 recruiting class as a wide receiver, but it sounds like he's going to try his hand at a different spot. According to the St. Louis Dispatch, Wayne opened fall camp playing safety at Monday's practice. So Jamari and Wayne, a name to keep an eye on, see if he can make that transition from offense to defense. Also, Eli Drinkwitz revealing that transfer lineman Bence Polgar will be ineligible this season. The Tigers have appealed. But on Monday, Eli Drinkwood said that appeal was denied and the issue relates to his time at Buffalo. Polgar was expected to compete to replace Michael Maietti, who also was another lineman with New Jersey connections as he transferred from Rutgers. But now the competition will be Connor Tolleson, Drake Heismeyer, and Richard Taylor as the Tigers look to resolve a position previously held by Maietti, who was a second-team All-SEC pick. 
Over at Arkansas, Dax Courtney, a tight end, shared an emotional announcement that he will be medically retiring from football following countless injuries. He committed as part of the 2022 re- recruiting class, was the number 28 tight end in last year's class, the number six overall recruit from the state of Arkansas, but he suffered a torn ACL in his first game of his high school senior season. Uh, he said, it's with tears in my eyes that I announced I've been medically retired the sport I've put my heart into for 19 years is now over for me as a player. He thanked the coaches, trainers, Razorback coaching staff, and explained he will lean on his faith. So best of luck to him. In recruiting news, Grant Godfrey, a four-star linebacker out of Suwannee, Georgia, he has announced he is headed to Kentucky. He shared a video on social media. Six foot three, 215 pounds, ranked the number 26 linebacker in this upcoming class. Number 33 player from the state of Georgia. He's the third highest recruit in Kentucky's current class, now at 14 players. Dylan Evans, a four-star defensive lineman out of the state of Texas, committed to the Aggies for their class of 2024. So Texas A&M already adding pieces to next year's class as they continue to rack up in their 2023 class. Meanwhile, over at Ole Miss, Xavion Miller, a 6'6", 320-pound JUCO offensive tackle from Southwest Mississippi Community College. He has committed to play at Ole Miss. He tweeted out, enough is enough. Party in Oxford, Mississippi next year. He was among the more than 20 recruits to visit Ole Miss this past weekend. It's the fourth commitment coming out of the weekend after edge rushers Neo Avery and Jamarius Brown and tight end Javante Connor all committed to Ole Miss. Meanwhile, Hunter Osborne out of the state of Alabama, big four-star D lineman, the class of 2023, made his announcement this week with hats on the table. He picked the Crimson Tide, and he's going to play for Nick Saban. He's the 18th-ranked defensive lineman in the 2023 class, 12th-ranked overall prospect from the state of Alabama, and that gives the Crimson Tide 17 commitments for their 2023 class, currently ranking number two in the nation. Meanwhile, some good news for LSU. Quarterback Ricky Collins, four-star quarterback from the Baton Rouge area, has been committed to Purdue. He has backed off his commitment to the Boilermakers. He announced on Monday night. All signs point to Collins perhaps flipping to play for LSU. LSU does not have any quarterbacks currently signed in their 2023 class. Experts on 24-7 sports on three and rivals, all predicting Ricky Collins going to head Uh, to LSU play for his hometown Tigers. Dan Mullen, former Florida head coach, sounding like he is going to head the way of broadcasting this season as he takes a year off from coaching. Dan Mullen considering an offer to join ESPN as a studio analyst. And according to Brett McMurphy, the Action Network, he is expected to accept that offer. Mullen, of course, fired back in November as the head coach of Florida. He's previously contributed to ESPN and the SEC Network's coverage for games here and there. Mullen has already been the subject of fan criticism, got an early dose of that in his initial stint. One segment in particular was about how to attack Georgia's secondary when Mullen opted to use film of how Tennessee attempted to move the ball through the air against Georgia as opposed to how he tried to do so. Eh, People went off on on social media, but best of luck to Dan Mullen. I'm excited to see what kind of shoes he's going to wear on the broadcast. Should be pretty good as an analyst. And a quick note from Kentucky men's basketball. Their players and coaches have reached out to the people across the state of Kentucky in the wake of severe weather 
incidents in recent months that have led to uh, flooding and all kinds of tragedies in that state of Kentucky. They are uh, reaching out uh, to the fans about a benefit that they're going to put on for flood relief victims in eastern Kentucky. The Wildcats announced that they will hold an open practice in Rupp Arena and a telethon to support efforts to help raise money. The players said fans will get to see a sneak peek of the team on the court Tuesday at 5 o'clock before they head to the Bahamas. They said, BBN, we need you Tuesday. Join us for an open practice at Rupp Arena and Kentucky Flood Relief Telethon with proceeds going to the Red Cross and those affected by the floods in Kentucky. So great cause there. And there you have it. You're all caught up with the latest news going on around the conference. When we return, our conversation with Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network. Look, as you guys gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. You just add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience that you are looking for. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Going along here on the show, and always good to catch up with different talents from the SEC and the SEC Network. And we're joined now by Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network, jumping on with us from SEC Media Days. How are you? Welcome in. I'm doing so well. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's the unofficial start of college football, which is the best time of year for everybody who's in this business. So I feel like my face hurts. Like I'm just smiling <laughs> all the time. I'm so excited for September to get here. It's always exciting to talk all things SEC. And Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network is jumping on with us. What, what's your offseason been like? I know you've been pretty busy. Yeah, it's it's definitely busy. And, you know, college football is sort of the end of a chapter for us at the SEC Network. And then we jump right into basketball season, which is always very active on the men and women's side when it comes to the SEC. There's typically always a team who's in it until the very end. Of course, the South Carolina ladies uh, kept us in it all the way to a national championship this past year. Um, and then we jump right into softball and baseball. And we take that through June. And obviously, Ole Miss kept us there all the way to the end there in Omaha. So it's been a great day to be entrenched in the SEC, or great year, I should say, to be entrenched in the SEC with the amount of success that the league has had. But we've had about two weeks, or at least I have, over the last two weeks to sort of decompress and get ready for media days and turn our attention to the 2022 season starting up. So I'm ready to get back to it. I know you, you've gotten to do some fun stuff, uh, just from uh, sideline reporting to, to everything else. And 
there's been this thing like you get to eat all the weird foods and all this stuff. Like, why do they? Why have they thrown this on you? Well, I mean, it's an honor, honestly. Like, I'm thrilled to be able to make an excuse to eat great food while we're on the sidelines. But uh, it was actually an idea that my play-by-play partner Taylor Zarzer had at the beginning of the season because you know we were back from COVID, fans being back in the stands, stadium is at full capacity, and we really wanted to celebrate some of the things that made college football something that we love so much. And a big part of that is food and hometown mom-and-pop food establishment. So that was sort of one of our goals when we went into conference play was let's find a place that is famous to each city in the SEC and rep that place. Usually we'd try to do it in the second quarter, and it was great because fans who were watching at home would get really excited that we went to such-and-such burger place or this donut place that everybody loves. The unfortunate part for me, uh, and the worst one I think was at Texas A&M, I was eating this burger that I, I'm sure weighed about five pounds and it was covered in onions and mustard and all this stuff. That part was great. I'm eating it. And then I'm realizing that I'm about 60 seconds away from my halftime interview with coach Fisher. And I'm like, I'm going to have the worst breath. Like he's going to be like, what have you been doing for the last two hours uh, throughout this game? But it's so much fun. And if anyone has any food recommendations for us this season, I think we're going to do it again. So what is the coolest thing though you've been able to do with all the I mean, they've thrown you in the fire on on so many different things throughout the the years on the SEC Network. But in your opinion, what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do? Oh, man, there's so many. You know, as a Gamecock alum, this year was really cool being able to be there on the court when Dawn Staley and her team won the national championship. Uh, I hadn't been there for their previous one, at least in the building. So really getting to take that in, not only as someone covering the SEC and proud that another national championship is being brought back to the conference, but as an alum, that moment was really special and really just being able to do interviews with our coaches and athletes across the conference you know we got to do some really fun interviews last season uh i had a notable interview with coach mike leach uh, after the vanderbilt game where (laughs) he didn't really want to talk about football after that game it was kind of a boring game so i don't fully blame him for that Uh, and it was halloween weekend and we had talked in the broadcast about his famous uh or infamous take on candy corn Mm -hmm. and he went off about 60 seconds about nerds clusters and so that was definitely a memorable moment uh that i never thought eight nine years ago when i was working my way through local news that i'd be able to be talking to a sec head football coach about nerds clusters on national television but we made it there no i mean it it literally was everywhere (laughs) it went viral more with Alyssa Lang in just a second. But if you guys have not tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are really depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built Bar has done it again. Let me introduce you to the new favorite. It is cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. They are only 160 calories. they got a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com right now. Stack a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff covered in 100% real chocolate. They are healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about Built Bar is all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, provides tons of health benefits. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Tits to calories, fat, and sugar 
Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCK15. It's going to get you 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. The interesting part of this job is you can get to do a lot of really cool stuff, but I got to think there's nothing more unnerving and just like, awful than having to kill time in the studio with rain delays and it happens all the time in yes. baseball and football and everything <laughs> i mean having to fill time are you just like leaning on your producers like god find me something sometimes you know normally we're when we're sitting in there I'll, to just peel back the curtain you know we've got what we would call a six box and it's quite literally six tvs attached to this rolling cart thing and we have all the games on so we're seriously sitting there watching everything so you don't really run out of things to talk about right like like, if I've recapped everything, I can always go in a circle and kind of start over again. But I do remember, I think it was the start of this past baseball season. It might have been last year. I can't remember. But it was a South Carolina baseball game. And I think it was in, like, the 12th or 13th inning. And having gone to school in Columbia, I kind of cracked a joke just between innings when they kicked it back to the studio. And we're going, yep, all right, we're going into inning number 13 here in Columbia. I made a comment, something along the lines of, well, I know where everybody in that stadium is going to be going when this one gets out. The cookout <laughs> down in Five Points is open till you know, 4 a.m. And it was funny because Patrick Murphy, the softball coach at Alabama, then hit me up and was like, here's my cookout order. And then that's what the rest of the rain delay turned into. Every time I came back to the studio, I was like, yeah, I'm a tray gal with a burger, cheese fries, milkshake. And so like, that's, that's the best part of baseball rain delays is that stuff is cool. Yeah. Um, outside of that, you, you learn a lot about your analysts. So you find something to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. And Tom Hart, I mean, you could, oh. just, you could just rip on him for hours yes. upon hours. Yes. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting being here for media days because I mean, we get a couple new faces in Brian Kelly and Billy Napier, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, it's it's. I can't remember like this being this stable. I guess for SEC coaches and like, you know. And then I look around these rosters and there's so much talent. It's like how somebody's got to suck, right? I mean, like it's weird. <laughs> somebody's got to lose. It is hard because you know you look at this season and this is the best part about the time of year that we're in right now. I can't remember a season where I've come in here and you look at the amount of programs who are also just so happy with their head coach, yeah. right? Like you you don't have coaches really coming in on the hot seat, if you will. Like every time. We're at media days. We're having this conversation of, oh, well, coach so-and-so's got to win at least X amount of games or it might be bye-bye for him at the end of the season. And we're not really having that this year. Obviously, uh, there's been some conversations surrounding the Auburn situation and Brian Harson, But really, I mean, what are you going to do? The guy's going into his second year. Right. Like, what, what are we really going to do at this point? <laughs> but, you know, you look at the Shane Beamers of the world, Sam Pittman, Josh Heupel, and you've got those three fan bases who – three, four, five years ago were not expecting anything. And now they're sitting here going, oh, we might be competitive this year. Right. Tennessee's sitting here like, if we could knock off Georgia, we could go to Atlanta for a SEC championship game. So you're right. It's nice to not necessarily have so many moving pieces. And the two programs coming in with new head coaches have such high expectations and have such rich histories that I'm really excited to see what they do in their first year. Do you have a favorite player? Ooh, so I think this is this is going to sound like a silly answer because everybody loves Will Anderson. Uh, but Will Anderson is one of my favorite interviews. Uh, last season, I got to talk to him a couple of times after the SEC championship game. He was on my show out of pocket uh, halfway 
through the season and he's just full of stories from his sisters growing up with a bunch of older sisters to talking smack with coach Saban during practices because he, he told me this great story about how during practice it might have been fall camp that Saban was getting on the referees in their scrimmage saying Anderson's jumping off sides like you got to call this and Anderson's like coach I'm not I'm just fast like I'm just getting in the backfield like what are you talking about and they had this bet going back and forth and the refs are telling Saban no, he's just really good. Like He's not jumping <laughs> off sides. He's just really good. So I always enjoy talking to him. Uh, Will Levis is another one I think the entire country has fallen in love with. So yeah. those are two who I'm really excited. banana with a peel on. You know? And the mayo coffee and, the mayo. and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network. Thanks so much for the time. Great to catch up with you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Now you'll make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts along the Blocked on Podcast Network your favorite SEC school. We've probably got you covered. Just about every school out there. We got the Gamecocks. We got Ole Miss. We got uh, LSU, Florida, Arkansas, Auburn, whatever it is, just search Locked On and your favorite school and you will find the podcast for you. That's going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. We'll be back tomorrow talking all things SEC with you, particularly SEC football and Keep in mind, we're back to five days a week now this month, heading on into the college football season. So plenty of great guests, plenty of great interviews we'll bring you, and plenty of great insight right here on Locked on SEC. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.